Welcome sentient beings from all known universes and beyond. It's time to activate your cranial downlinks and prepare to receive a raft of discussion on a cosmic ocean of science fiction and fantasy topics, interviews with local area genre devotees, and insightful prognostication by our soothsayers of science fiction, our forecasters of fantasy, and any other beings that happen to get caught in our gravity well. This is the Galactic Driftwood Podcast. Hello and welcome to the Galactic Driftwood Podcast. I'm Bill. I'm Linda. I'm Seth. I'm Chris. And the uh, rest of the team's out this week with uh, various personal things going on in their lives. They actually have lives, unlike the rest of us here, I guess, on the show, right? <laughs> They've all been sucked into the future. Yep, to fight yes. the tomorrow war. I don't know. Um, so uh, this episode, we're going to be talking about uh, video games a little bit. And uh, Seth's going to uh, give us a little information on Persona, which is a new video game that's out, I guess, Seth. Well, I mean, Persona is a series from a company called Atlas. And uh, kind of why I wanted to talk about it is this year is their 25th anniversary. They are at five games in on the series Persona, which is a spinoff of another series called Shin Megami Tensei. Because hmm. so... then height. <laughs> <laughs> So what's it about? Uh, well, uh, the ser- the the parent series Shin Megami Tensei is a role playing game, uh, usually around usually around some sort of apocalypse happening involving demons, and you uh, capture and uh, train demons to fight for you. Huh. And uh, Persona Five kind of spins spins it a or Persona the series spins it a bit more into less being actual like demons attacking people in the real world, and the demons are known as personas. Now every ser- every game in the series has had a different uh, a different way of approaching how you or how it uh, you interact with the personas or whatever. Uh, but in uh, Persona 5, uh, it's all or well personas are your inner self basically. So the demons from the Shin Megami Tensei series are kind of uh, like archetypal structures of people's personalities in these other worlds. Okay. So if you encounter a pixie, that is someone's persona in this other world or a kind of a reflection of someone's personality. Okay. There's a lot of the, the actual writing of the series and how it's based, it gets really deep sometimes into psychology and folklore. And there, those are details that you can only get from like reading interviews with the uh, the authors of the series and where they got their ideas. But all of the demons and monsters are taken from uh, folklore all over the world. Like you'll encounter Thor and Odin and Cerberus and 
uh, stuff out of Irish mythology and all the artwork is. And the, really so cool. those so those creatures are the personas of other people. Yes. Okay. And so there is everybody just in this other realm, this other world, fighting each other, or is there a common foe? Uh, so that is that's kind of where each game kind of differs. So in every game, it's kind of a hidden world thing. I, I guess I haven't played the first three, but it, it but I know for at least three, four, and five, it's a hidden world type of thing. Hmm. Only a select few people know about this other these other planes of existence okay so in persona 4 i'm gonna start pulling up some pictures here because it's just so that you can kind of get an idea all right of artwork and stuff yeah it does look like a, a pretty uh Oops. visual intensive game yeah yeah so they're all very highly stylized and every game kind of has a gimmick or an overarching theme. Oh. Yeah, this is a good so one. they all build on each other? Uh, they are interconnected, but only very, very loosely. Mm. And so the, towards the hidden world theme in, the, in Persona 4, it was, or the story was that there was a midnight hour where uh, the you could fall into a hidden world within the TV, and that's where the personas were kind of brought to life. Now, what's, and there what's were this... murders that were happening. Say what? What's this Jar Jar Banks character down here on the right? <laughs> <laughs> Oh, uh, that yeah, is Mona. So also every game has a mascot, basically. A mascot, okay, okay. Yeah, so every game has a mascot and uh, Mona or Morgana is Persona 5's. Ah, oh, got it. Anyway, in Persona 4, you, uh, the, you there was a hidden world within the TV that the protagonists fall into and they gain their powers there. Uh, Persona 5, though, is the one that I've spent the most time with. And in that, uh, there is what's known as the metaverse. So, so people, everyone kind of has this, uh, has this idea of themselves in their heads. Uh, but certain people, when their desires and their goals become really, really twisted, will actually will warp the metaverse into a new reality creating a palace and so the game starts off with a teacher who is abusing their students and they come to view themselves as the king of this school and wow. so they form a palace that a palace yes that's great <laughs> a palace. listen to my good voice here this is good radio guys <laughs> Just <laughs> going through puberty. That's like, <laughs> like a bad anime voice dub. Go, Holy cow. Going all Benjamin Button on you yeah. guys. Hey. <laughs> okay. Anyway, he forms this palace that is that uh, kind of is the design of which reflects him ruling the or the the school as his own personal kingdom, and he views himself as the king. And uh, 
He oh. And so That's the protagonist, uh, the protagonist and his friend Ryuji fall into end up basically getting trapped there briefly and unlock their inner power, their own persona. Oh. Huh. And so that is kind of the core. And then throughout the course of this first part of the game, they meet Morgana, the the cat that that uh, Linda pointed out. And so the game then kind of becomes a heist. And so that's the theme of Persona 5 is that you are the main group of protagonists become the phantom thieves of heart. And so these corrupt individuals, they can in this other world steal their corrupted desires and that will force them to become good people again. and they will then be forced to admit their crimes and reform so when you go when you go into this game as a as a player do you get to design your own um uh, archetype character no it it is a very scripted thing i see so yeah the main character the the main character the protagonist who you play you name him but he's largely unnamed but he does have a personality and whatnot. Okay. Uh, he has the special ability that he can... Uh, everyone in the game basically has their own persona, their own uh, demon that they can call on for their special abilities, their magic, their fighting abilities. Uh, but the main character, and this plays into the the series gimmick of capturing demons, he can have any number of these demons to be his persona. He is the wild card. Okay. And so part of the core gameplay mechanic is convincing other demons, other personas to join you. And then you can take those personas and basically mash them together to create new personas. And that's part of the thing is like finding out which combinations go with which demons go with which demons to make new powerful demons uh-huh. that you can use to progress in the game huh. it it's yeah i i can see linda going what no <laughs> so seth what what other uh rpgs out there would you would you liken this to I don't know that I would really like it. This one stand out kind of on its own. Yeah, like it is. It's a turn based. It's turn based, so it is very, very kind of like Final Fantasy, where you've got a menu of options that you choose from: uh, attack, use magic, whatever. Mm. And is it so, open world like, or is it more like a linear type gameplay? Like you're pretty much guided through the so, storyline. So it is, well, it's not like, it is very guided, but it Mm -hmm. is also very open. Okay. So the whole thing about about this and at least the last one is that it occurs in more or less real time uh, Mm -hmm. in that you have X number of days in any given, you're going through day by day in time. You can't just spend a month of in-game time uh doing whatever you feel like or else you will 
go off the rail or you'll lose basically mm -hmm. because er, er, you're given a deadline to complete each task by okay but within that you are more or less let loose in uh in uh tokyo not tokyo oh man i can't remember where this was set now but it, i think it might be tokyo or location uh yeah sorry you are let loose in several different areas of tokyo basically and you can go around and see these kind of real world places oh, and yeah, see that, do that things. third image on the right there has what's in the video game versus real life uh, that's yeah. pretty interesting okay yeah so they they took real places in japan Oh. to let you wander around and the artwork is absolutely gorgeous that that's pretty interesting <clears throat> That'd like be cool. right here you see this several times <laughs> and yeah so you every day you have several time blocks during the day that you can choose to uh go and fight in the in the metaverse or you can spend time with your friends, or you can work at a part-time job to get money to buy supplies to go into the nether world. But I mean, that also brings up another part of the game in that it is uh, really based also around interacting with the other characters. So when you choose to spend time with your other characters, you will uh, learn more about them, you'll have conversations, and kind of, and can affect how they develop in the game, hmm. and all of the characters are very well written, voice acted, and have interesting things to learn about. So you really have to choose: do you want to, do you want to spend your time to get a little bit more money to maybe help you out in your next dungeon crawl, or do you want to get a little bit closer to, or spend some time with? on or ryuji and figure out what's going on in their life and that will like getting closer to them and building your relationships with them will make you work better together in the fighting aspect or unlock new abilities that they might have to give you okay and that's also the most interesting part of the game is like uh building those relationships because they're all great characters and i love them so, and you just, when you're playing the game, you're not playing it with other players. No, single player. It single player. Okay. Interesting. <clears throat> so yep. what, what platforms is this playable on? Uh, right now it is PS4 and PS5. Good luck with the latter. Yeah. So... <laughs> I like one of the things I'm really hoping for like oh and uh Persona 4 and 3 I think have now are now out on Steam. So these had previously been PlayStation Sony exclusives. Mm -hmm. So now one of my dearest dearest hopes is that during this 25th anniversary thing where they're going to be making these big announcements this month and next month is that I really want them to announce that it's coming to Switch. I want it so bad. I can I can see that happening. I think with um, I think you know not not to go too much on a tangent here, 
but I'd like to dip into some things I'd like to start seeing video game manufacturers do, which is get more platform agnostic with their games, uh, especially with a lot of the chip shortages and things that we have now. People are trying to make do with what they have. And for example, you know, coming out on a PlayStation 5, uh, but also being available on the PlayStation 4 is helpful. But what if you live in the Xbox world and you're looking to get into something new, but you don't want to buy an old console because prices are high right now, but you can't find a new one. Uh, but let's say you have a Switch. Um, that would be awesome to be able to get that on, uh, on the Nintendo Switch as far as any games. I, I personally am um, a fan of where um, Xbox is kind of going with their Xbox Game Pass, and they want you to be able to play on the PC, to be able to play on an Xbox uh, but ultimately they just want one, you know, you buy a license for one game, you play it on whatever unit that you want to mm-hmm. It'd be great. Yeah, that would be great. Yeah. So whether or not that's realistic, I, I don't know, but I, I do agree. It'd be nice to start seeing something like this on the Nintendo switch. I want to be mobile with my games. I don't want to have to have a, a PlayStation or something. Yeah. So, uh, what, what I mentioned earlier, that every game kind of has a theme and persona mm-hmm. 5's theme is kind of the heist movie okay yep. so for every level you start you start off with mapping out the palace of the corrupt person you're after and so mm-hmm. that's just you exploring their dungeon mm-hmm. preparing for the heist where you steal the treasure and the entire game, though, it really has a theme around this, like the music, the art direction, uh, the characters and the story all kind of flow along that heist movie that uh, Ocean's Eleven or the Italian job kind of thing. Okay. And the actual overall narrative is like the game starts off with the protagonist getting arrested by the real world police after having done one of these heists Hmm. and so and the game happens in flashbacks (laughs) as the lead interrogator is like getting him to reveal the story of how he got there and that is all kind very much in that heist movie theme where there it's not going to be a a huge spoiler to you guys but they're uh basically building up the the whole heist how we did it thing all the way along up until the game catches up with real time or catches up with the present and they perform the big heist to kind of free the protagonist and it was all a trick and it's great (laughs) <laughs> what, what's the popularity of of this video game versus the, you know the ones I hear of all the time are like Call of Duty and Super Mario and well uh, I mean it is a JRPG and that has much more uh, uh, it's a much more niche audience yeah uh, almost like those cult followings you, you, you'd liken them to the movies with cult followings like your Pulp Fiction or whatever where hmm. maybe not in mass adoption in terms of people watching it but there's definitely a niche group of hard well, to play those games yeah for for persona 4 and for persona 5 the uh, that niche is quite a bit larger i mean it doesn't have the recognition of super mario or of halo but it is ve- it it was very uh, very 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 financially successful 
to the point where it's gotten a couple spin-off games of its own. It's got it has a kind of sequel or a sequel on uh, on Switch and PlayStation called Persona 5 Scramble, which I have yet to play. Uh, and it got a kind of director's cut as well called Persona 5 Royale. So uh, there's a bunch of stuff to this game. So it is quite popular and on uh, it in it has captured a lot of people. This latest uh, Persona 5 has been huge. Well, it sounds a lot more detailed, a lot more interesting, a lot more interactive than, I guess I think of video games as just like, you know, somebody going out and shooting up the bad guys. That seems like all the video games. Those are the ones you see marketed a lot, your your Call of Duty and your Halo. Um, A lot of the games I play are longer story JRPGs, just RPGs in general because there's more of a plot to it so for me i'm less into it for the gameplay i'm more into it for the story so it's like playing through uh, a good novel if you will a a big book or something like that yeah and that is exactly how i'd say it this is a this is a much more narrative experience than your halo or your whatnot you're going to spend a lot more time uh, watching characters interact with each other and talk. I and think I would. You're... I, I think I would play more video games like that. I just feel like everything I've heard about video games are all go out and kill something, and you know, <laughs> <laughs> that's that's what sells the money there. Uh, but I bet you it's not as, uh, you know, I would I would say you spend a lot on marketing those. Yeah, and, and and hoping they make your money off of as getting more people to buy the game, whether they play a lot of it or not. Versus these ones, I feel like there's less marketing, but you have the people out there that are still buying it because they know what they're getting. That's good. That's yeah, good. and uh, I mean it's it's a single player thing, so you're not going for the multiplayer esports market. Right. You're going for the people who want a good book. Or a good movie to watch. Right. Yeah. Wholly different. Interesting. And the replayability of it, like the replayability of it comes from uh, since you only have a set amount of time in any playthrough, you can only experience so much of the story, uh, like uh, the side stories and the side characters. So in my first playthrough, I had to focus on getting close to these five characters. Uh, to kind of see their whole like storyline unfold and I had to let some of the others pass by because I just didn't have time to do everything in that the game had to offer so I want to go back and play it again but different yeah that sounds good yeah looks like they liked uh, Persona 3 enough that in Japan at least they made a movie um, an animated uh, movie for it Persona, Persona 3 the movie Spring of Birth yeah so Um, so yeah it's definitely well liked yeah persona 3 i think is one of the darker entries in the series (laughs) because it looks pretty dark the way of uh getting into the metaverse or whatever uh demon fighting realm is in three is you basically shoot yourself in the head with this gun that expresses your persona that, oh my God. that explains these screenshots I'm looking at. Okay. And yeah, the I think at the end of three, everyone dies too. Like that one goes dark. That's craziness. But yeah, Persona 5 has been one of the most uh, rewarding games I've played in a long time. And yeah, so 
I highly recommend it. I'm going to and check the that out. music, like I mentioned that briefly, the music to it is just fantastic. It's That's this a big thing for me too. Yeah. Yeah. It, it's this kind of got this kind of seventies, seventies, uh, kind of heist flair to it. <laughs> kind of high energy, but re- really, really catchy and energetic. If I, if I could play it here, without us getting like without youtube yelling at us for <laughs> copyright infringement i would and what you don't want to earn any strikes today no no i don't <laughs> i know we aren't monetized but still right i also don't want us to lose our channel right well now um seth you'd also mentioned uh this game uh, werewolves within that's now a movie as well. What can you tell us about that? Well, I can't tell you anything about the game other than uh, it was kind of flew under the radar in I think 2016 or something. Mm. It's uh, are, are you familiar with the the popular kind of werewolf game, werewolf yes. party game where yes. every, yeah. So it was kind of it, it was basically an Ubisoft game that was that a multiplayer experience where everyone's trying to guess who the werewolf is uh, before the werewolf kills everyone. Right. And now it's a movie. Yeah. They made a movie out of it uh, in 2019 or so. And apparently it's very highly rated and supposed to be good. So again, it's under the radar a little bit. Yeah. (laughs) So it's, uh, (laughs) I love that sheriff with two axes. (laughs) <laughs> yeah is that the same guy that was in the movie we just watched the tomorrow war i don't know i don't know i couldn't tell you uh stand by well well chris is looking that up but yeah, yeah it's a horror comedy genre i i really like yeah uh, like i think horror comedy is absolutely great but uh yeah apparently it's really highly rated which is something that is a rarity within video movies made from video games. True. Lots is it, of those is it are the same stinkers. guy, Chris? It is the same guy. Oh my God, too <laughs> funny. There's a link between our episodes now. There he is. has a broad range. <laughs> so re- really, this is about Sam Richardson, who's the actor that plays the sheriff there. Huh. Very cool. And who did he play in The Tomorrow War? Uh, Charlie. He was the kind of the comedic relief guy who okay. hadn't been, who hadn't gone, and was real yeah. nervous, couldn't stop talking. Well, I mean, maybe the, uh, it's a horror comedy, so uh, yeah, comedies is true. Seems to be his his shtick. That, uh, he's good at it. I liked him. I yeah, liked him no, tomorrow work good for that. Yeah, I'll have to uh, <clears throat> uh, check out this werewolf. Yeah, but I am definitely interested in seeing Werewolves Within. It is available on uh, or on on demand, so you you know you rent it on iTunes or Amazon probably, but yeah. I don't think it's for streaming for free anywhere yet. Huh. Yeah, we'll yeah, that have to check that out. It says in theaters June twenty fifth. Huh? Maybe it's actually in theaters. It was. I think it came out in 2019, though. No. Unless it was re-released. Might have been. 
because uh, I just looked it up in Vudu and it still says the same thing in theaters. So I wonder if it was yeah. put back out there. That would yeah, be I nice. could rent it or I could uh, buy it for July 27th. So it'll be available more widely, looks like next week on the 27th. Oh, somewhere around cool. There. I'll definitely yeah. have to check well, that out. Looks looks like a fun uh, fun watch for sure. Uh-huh. Maybe it's about time to start going to movies again, maybe? Are we there <laughs> yet, do you think? I mean, I, I know, went a few weeks ago. But, with that uh, Delta variant coming out, I'm getting nervous I don't think again. so. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, we, this is why we can't have nice things. Exactly. No. Mm-hmm. I mean, now that everybody's taking their masks off, now we've got another um, virus Strain. going around, Omaha Upper Respiratory Virus that Linda yeah. and I have both been fighting <clears throat> off. With. And, <laughs> and uh, sounds like maybe Charles has it now. So, yeah, not pleasant. It's unfortunate to think that once we all start getting back together again, then uh, everybody starts getting sick. Yeah. <laughs> Makes you wonder where all these viruses have been hiding while everybody's been whole up. <laughs> I mean, is there yeah. just one guy in his basement that's this infested pus like of he, he viruses? And then, as soon as everybody gets out, he goes out in the world and starts spreading the, the germs. I don't know. Could well, what, my, my biggest takeaway that's unfortunate is that we found a lot of ways to do things uh, more sanitary-like in terms of procedures right. that made sense and yeah. that there was no reason to go back on doing. Right. And we went back and are not doing them anymore. Right. Like a lot of these, these touchless uh, procedures we did, a lot of places went cashless but still managed to stay in business. Right. I would argue they should stay cashless. Right. You know? Right. Um, this is the guy right here. <laughs> yeah yeah that's Big the pen. guy he's really our problem Big pen from damn it pig pen. <laughs> yeah. why didn't anyone ever give pig pen a bath like what what was his story he's well, just you can't, you can't forcibly bathe someone against their will there's got to be a law think. against that i mean parents can definitely do that do his parents look like that does he just have Probably. a really bad home life pig like pen father is like son story it's like father like son right like, did none of his are none of his teachers worried about him that he comes to school emanating dirt and insects every day? <laughs> emanating dirt. You would think somebody <laughs> would have a discussion with his parents about right hygiene. Does no one care about this poor child? I may have, have to you get ever one seen of Pig Pen's parents. No. Does he have parents? Maybe he's an orphan. <laughs> maybe, he's a, maybe he's a street urchin. Like, I don't know if we ever saw parents for anyone in the penis. No, yeah, we did sure. because womp, remember they womp, 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 That's the womp. teacher. I thought that was like parents, <laughs> parents too, wasn't it? And we never saw her face. Ooh. We only hear this wah, 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 wah. Like, the peanuts could be a really dark tom- the tomorrow war kind of future. <laughs> all the parents are gone. Faceless. And there's, yeah, and there's just one teacher left to watch, kind of watch over them while they do their weird <laughs> Christmas and Thanksgiving things. Rituals. No family. The only psychiatrist is some crazy kid who pulls the football out from under charlie brown every time right right 
Oh, well, we digress. Yes. <laughs> That's what we do on this show. It is, right? More focused episodes won't get you away from digression. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, looks like we've uh, hit our mark here. So uh, any final thoughts on uh, Persona <clears throat> or uh, Werewolf or any other games that are out there? I, I we... think I want, might want to give video games a shot now. Yeah. I would be happy to lend you uh, Persona 4. Do you have what platform you, you, does it run on? PS4. So you'd need to get a PS4 or a PS5. We but... need to upgrade. We still got the Sorry, PS3. Too, I still got a PS3. But I, I would be yeah. happy, very happy to uh, le- to lend you Persona 4 and bring this more into, bring it, give it a wider, a wider approval. All right. And I think you guys would like it. It's a very kind of countercultural game. Like it will apply to it will if you are a fan of Bernie Sanders, you, you there's stuff <laughs> in that game for you, just like railing against the corrupt politicians. Oh boy, <laughs> nice. All right, sounds good. Well, thank you all for listening to this episode, and uh, be sure to tune in next time. We'll have some more exciting content for you, and uh, until then, be sure to check out uh, some of our partner podcasts um on the synergy nation network at synnation.net and you can (laughs) yeah we'll put the links below and you can also check out uh, more of our podcasts uh galactic driftwood.space um any final thoughts gang before we close it play more video games play more video games all right thanks catch y'all later bye-bye bye bye Thanks for listening to this episode of the Galactic Driftwood Podcast. For more information and past episodes, please visit our website at galacticdriftwood.space or subscribe to us on YouTube. And now, please deactivate your cranial downlinks, collect your towels, and be sure to watch your step as you exit our gravity well.